Clayton Bird Goes Underground by Rita Williams Garcia. Chapter 2 Midnight Jam. The bluesmen said Cool Papa and Clayton could find them either here or there, but they would most likely be in Washington Square Park for the next two or three weeks. After that, we hit the road. You know how it is, said Hector Santos. Warm weather. Cool Papa gave each man a folded greenback handshake from their take at the park. The bluesmen said, later, at 42nd Street, then changed trains to hit a few blues clubs uptown. Cool Papa and Clayton stayed on the train that would take them home to Queens. Clayton and Cool Papa tiptoed into the house just after nine and found the house quiet. Cool Papa gave a jolly and wicked <laughs> laugh. Looks like we made it. In the nick of time, Clayton agreed, and the two slapped hands. Clayton washed up while Cool Papa threw a pot and a frying pan on the stove. In no time, the house smelled like spaghetti and fish sticks. Instead of the chewy and mushy three peas Clayton's mother left for them, pork chops, peas, and potatoes. Luckily, Ms. Bird wasn't there to catch them sneaking in after a day of playing the blues in the park. Ms. Bird had a low opinion of the blues, almost as low an opinion as she had of her father, Clayton's grandfather. Whatever her reason, Clayton couldn't understand it. After all, the people in the park loved Cool Papa Bird, and the bluesmen looked so looked to Cool Papa as a leader. So did Clayton. Cool Papa wasn't just Clayton's grandfather or a blues musician. He was Clayton's best friend. While Omar, who was Clayton's age, was his next best friend. Even with nearly six decades between the two birds, Clayton and Cool Papa had what Cool Papa called harmony. He could tell Cool Papa anything and ask him anything. Around Cool Papa, Clayton didn't feel like a kid. He felt like a person. Clayton looked forward to double shift nights, posted on the refrigerator door, held secure by one of his mother's many angel magnets. Whenever Ms. Bird worked a double shift at the hospital on a Friday or Saturday night, Clayton and his grandfather snuck out to find the bluesmen here or there, but mostly at Washington Square Park. If Clayton's mother had any idea what the two had been up to, she'd let her father have it, but good, and probably kick him out of his own house. Clayton's ears picked up a lot when he was supposed to be asleep. He'd hear his mother scold her father, and he'd hear his grandfather take it. She scolded Cool Papa for playing his blues records too loud and for wearing his shades inside the house. That made Clayton laugh to himself. He figured Cool Papa wore those shades indoors on purpose just to hear her scolding voice. Cool Papa had a way about him that was fine with Clayton. Clayton liked his father, Mr. Miller, was all right, nice even, but Mr. Miller loved baseball, science fiction, jazz that sounded like angry elephants blowing their trumpets at each other. Mr. Miller tried to get Clayton to love those things too, but Clayton loved comic books, the blues, his blues harp, and Cool Papa Bird. I want my solo, Clayton said. I want the people to hear me play. He winked at his grandfather. I know I'm good, 
Cool Papa laughed. Might be good, but you're not ready. You need seasoning. Oh man, Clayton balked, half joking, half whining. Seasonings for salt and pepper shakers. Precisely, man, his grandfather said back. Blues gotta cook. Cooking and playing are the same thing. Clayton fiddled with the angel-shaped shakers on the table, knocking one against the other. Look, son, I know the people in the park would drop more love in the guitar case if I waved you in, but I'm not raising you to be a cute kid. Milk shot out of Clayton's nose. He wiped it with his pajama sleeve. Cute kid, he had to laugh. I'm raising you to be a bluesman, Cool Papa said, or just a man, but don't worry, man, I got my eye on you. Clayton liked that, the way his father broke it down plain, man to man, even though he was a boy. I wasn't born cool like this, Cool Papa said, in a way that could only be described as cool. Before I was cool, Clayton heard this before and came in on cue. I was hot, Mr. Louisiana Hotlick. Got that right, Cool Papa said. I had a road to travel and a life to live before I got this far. Mr. Louisiana Hotlick had the good raw stuff like you, but you don't get any better than Cool Papa. And that takes time. After they ate, Clayton brushed his teeth and got ready for the midnight jam, even though in reality, it 10.15 was closer to the hour. Clayton sat up in his bed, blues harp in hand, while Cool Papa pulled out first guitar, a wide-bodied acoustic guitar that didn't need any amp and didn't glint like show guitar or cry like wah-wah Anita. First guitar was on in years and pluck weary but its strings produced the purest sound with the sweetest echo on the end. She was perfect for the soft midnight jams. Cool Papa sat at the foot of Clayton's bed in his watcher's chair. That was what Clayton called his grandfather, his watcher, someone who looked out for him. Cool Papa turned first guitar, tuned first guitar, and began picking an easy intro into to lay out the chord changes. Clayton picked up the chord changes and joined in. Together, they played a sweet, sleepy blues riff, sweet and low, so neighbors wouldn't report them to Miss Bird or to the police for disturbing the peace. One sheep over the meadow, Clayton blew. Two sheep over the dale, Clayton blew. Three sheep down by the river, and four jump over the bed. When the sweet notes faded to sleepy notes, Cool Papa nodded and said, nodded and said, all right, which to Clayton was as good as applause. Cool Papa sat first guitar on her stand and Clayton shook the spit out of his blues harp, wiped it on his pajama sleeve and tucked it under his pillow. Still wired up, son? I guess, Clayton said, his eyes alert. All right, strap in. Cool Papa Bird did what he'd always done after they jammed. He removed his dark shades, put on his reading glasses, and took the bedtime book from the shelf. There was nothing wrong with Clayton's reading. 
He just, he read just fine. He preferred Cool Papa's smooth, raspy voice, narrating the beckoning waves and choppy waters. Both his mother and father said he was too old to be read to, but not Cool Papa. Besides, who better to read about embarking on travel and escaping trouble than Cool Papa, who had sailed the seas as a Navy man and traveled the road both home and abroad as a bluesman Clayton settled in. No matter how much adventure the boy in the story, Pablo de Pablo, encountered, Clayton always fell asleep after the first few pages on double shift nights. Within minutes that night, Clayton fell fast, dreaming of adventure.